Hi, my name is Joe Dukwa, head diving coach of Saginaw Valley State University, and this is the Diving Pod. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And I'm Heath Calhoun. Um, you know, first and foremost, as we always do, thanks for coming on, Joe. Um, I've been fortunate to kind of get to know you really over the last six months or so, um, a lot more, yep. which has been really, really a joy for me, honestly. And uh, just kind of excited to have a different style of coach on, like a young coach in Division Two, rather than some of these other coaches we've had. I think it's going to be a neat, different perspective to talk to you. So excited to have you on, sir. Thanks for having me on, boys. Yeah, for sure. I'm pumped too. It's cool to have a, a, a fellow buddy. You know, Division Two, we dove together against each other, similar uh, backgrounds to me and Heath. You're a little bit younger than we are, but just fun to see you again and hang out and talk diving. Yes, absolutely. I'm very excited. So, uh, so just to kind of start right in here, Joe. Kind of, why don't you walk us through a little bit of your where you're from, high school, how you got to where you were in college, and and where you are now. Yep. So I'm originally from Illinois, uh, from Naperville. It's a suburb outside of southwest of Chicago. Uh, I went to Naperville Central High School. Um, the town's big, like 155,000 plus people. So growing up, um, you know, I was I wanted to, you know, you do the typical baseball, football. My dad was a collegiate athlete. He played football at Northern Illinois. So my goal was always to, you know, like we've heard in the pod earlier, you know, you want to make a D1. Um, but I had, you know, you see all these people and they're, it's like every brother and their, and their cousin is playing football and baseball. And I was like, let's try something different. And I had a, um, I had a community pool two minutes from my house. So every summer I was there just at the, at the pool, you know, I did some lessons as a kid, but uh, my favorite part was going off the diving board. So I just started throwing myself off the board when I was like six or seven, just doing front flips and back flips. And, uh, you know, going into middle school, my dad found me a club and I started club uh, when I was 13 and then ended up at Grand Valley. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I guess one thing for our listeners, it's a little fuzzy. So I'm in Indianapolis. Joe is in Michigan and Aaron's the only one with the good setup right now, but, um, so bear with us through this one. We wanted to make sure we get you one every Monday, like we promised. But uh, all right, Joe. So I do have a question, and I promised somebody here at this uh, USA National Meet I would ask you this. So when you were throwing yourself off of this board when you were young, is that where you learned? You have definitely – the nice way to say this would be a very unique front approach. And I always thought it was the goofiest front approach I'd ever seen. So, you know, why don't you walk me through how the heck that became your takeoff? So I think it just happened throughout college is that I got lazy with holding my arms in the right spot. Uh, you know, when I was going in through club, like my arms always in the same spot. They were like where they needed to be. And then I started coaching myself on a hurdle, like hop hurdle. And then I kind of just like modified it here and there. And then through college, I think I just got lazy and my arms, just, <laughs> my arms just got, but yeah, they just got lazy and I, and that's where the goofiness comes from. And I've had people tell me that all the time. Like, your hurdle looks so bad, but I've made it work. So, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were, an awesome, <laughs> you were an awesome diver, man. Like, I remember the first time being in Alabama. And I'm like, it's the first time I remembered watching you dive. And I'm like, man, this dude has the goofiest hurdle, but he can put dives down. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, maybe you lose a little in aesthetics for your takeoff, but man, you can put dives down. So I'm assuming you can probably guess who wanted me to ask you that question. What's it, John Luke? <laughs> yeah, he loves you. Yeah, 
He loves you, man. So, Joe, j- just so I'm clear, were you in uh, North Carolina 2018? That was my senior meet. I know exactly where this is going. Well, no, not even that. But so that was my first meet I ever got a taste of judging. So I got to judge you. And in the back of my head, I, I would watch warm-ups. I, I always liked watching warm-ups. I know that's kind of a weird thing as like a judge to do, but I like being on the pool deck. I like listening to the coaches, what they have to say. And I was watching people warm up and I saw you. And, and again, it, for sure, it was like, oh man, he's kind of got a little goofy hurdle, but when he catches it, he can go. <laughs> and I, that was one of my things. Like you don't have any pre preconceived anything when you're judging, you just look at the, the, the dive and you score the dive. But I did have in, in the back of my head, like, man, you know, this guy could be a little bit of a wild card if he catches all his hurdles and he's, and he, cause it's, it's very powerful and it might be a little unorthodox, but at the same time, when you catch it, man, you're ju- jumping just as high, if not higher than anybody. And I know I've seen you put hands on nearly every dive as well. So. Not as high as Amar, but he can jump through the roof. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, you know, That'd be yeah, I, crazy. dude, I'm still a little bitter about that meet. Of course, Rooney, first time he's judging and somehow someone breaks my record. I think he screwed me over on that one, but. Yeah, it was all, all right. my fault. It was all my I, fault. I was on the I panel. Always, yeah. Hey, that's all right. I always say to everybody, I go, how lucky was it to be able to have a record for a minute? You know, Rooney still has his high school record. I bet Joe has a record or two along the way. Nope. What? Zero records. Who has your high school record? Zero records anywhere. Uh, his name is Tony D'Amico. Where did he, he dive at? Uh, I think he dove at Loyola in Chicago. What? That's why. Yeah. So, um, so why don't you uh, finish kind of telling us, you know, how did you make your way to uh, Grand Valley and then Saginaw Valley now? Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, the recruiting process is pretty tough. I really yeah. had no idea what I was doing. Um, my best friend, uh, Peter, he and I were planning to go to Southern Illinois together. Um, the coach there, I was like, yeah, you know, I got a couple spots open that fell through. And I was like, oh boy, what's next? And um, I had reached out to Eastern Michigan. They said their roster was full. Peter ended up diving there. I was like, what's going on here? And uh, he actually took a visit at Grand Valley. And he said, you know, I like it, but I'm going to keep looking. He said, you should look there. Went on a visit, fell in love with the campus. Um, and that's kind of where uh, it took me from there. It was either community college or Grand Valley, and I was ready. I was ready to just go. And then going, transferring into SGSU, which was kind of crazy, was my conference meet uh, my senior year. My mom ends up talking to one of the parents at SGSU, says, you know, my son wants to be a coach, blah, blah, blah. That trickles to the head coach. Um, That position opens up. I applied just willy-nilly. Why not? And uh, they – the head coach was like, yeah, like, let's go through the process. I had another year left of school. I was like, how am I going to make this work? I majored in communications. I go to the head of communications. I was like, hey, here's this opportunity. How can I make this work? They said, we'll just run it as an internship. And I was like, my jaw kind of dropped. I was like, I was like, what? I was like, I'm going to get 12 credits to coach. That's cool. The best class ever. So that's kind of how I transitioned to uh, SCSU. You know, I finished up some classes, walked in April. Um, yeah, it was crazy. You know, it's kind of at that point when I was like going through the hiring process, it kind of was like fate. Like it was just a weird way. 
things lining up. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. sick. I love that. That's really cool. Things happen for a reason. I mean, kind of, kind of similar to how I got hired here for high school is my coach just decided, you know, to be done. And then it was like, well, I'm in town. I might as well, same thing. Just apply, see what happens, see what works out. Um, all right, let's segue to this. What's your favorite diving memory? I want to hear like a couple of stories here. I'm sure you got a few. Okay. Um, favorite diving memory, probably training trips for one first, just training trips in general. Um, you jerks. The 24 hour bus ride with 55 people is not, that's that's not very fun, but you also get some good memories with that. Uh, Where did you go on training trip? Florida. Oh, okay. I was like, what, where in the world is a 24 hour bus ride? Grand Valley has more money than they know what to do with. They couldn't put you on a plane. Nope. We never flew. What the heck is going on? Oh my God. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. You're good. Yeah. So training trips, training trips are always good. And I think, uh, that national media, Alabama, um, you know, just things were going well. Um, you know, my, my freshman year, I came into national meet. I really had no idea what, how to, how to, you know, prepare myself. And I was just like, I made it to the meet. Like, let's just go. And I got fourth at the prequel on three meter without doing like my ops for like half the season. And I was just like, what? Like, so it, it worked out good, like, and, and that kind of gave me confidence. And then my goal is always the final on three meter because that, that was my stronger board. And, uh, you know, during that pre, prelim meet at Bama, things were just going well. I was a good headspace. You know, I qualified for finals. And, uh, you know, Brad, Brad qualified and he was trying to win. Uh, that was his goal, three meter. And I think that, that three meter final, I, I blacked out during that whole meet. Like, I don't remember any of my dives. Like, my dad recorded them. Don't know where they are now. So, I was just like, <laughs> I, I can't go back and see how they, the dives went. But, um, you know, I missed my back two and a half. And Brad came up to me. He's like, hey, man, there's a whole meet left. And I just went. I tell my kids, and it's kind of, I don't know if it's great advice, but I just tell them, land on your head. Like, land on your head, and you'll be good. And I landed on my head and uh, my teammate Jared came over to me and he goes, dude, you beat Colin. I was like, no way. He's like, yeah. And I ended up in third place and I was just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's another good one. And then I think my senior year at nationals, <clears throat> Rooney, you've seen me do the triple twister a little bit. Um, yeah. I learned, that, I learned that my freshman year it was kind of a tradition for Grand Valley Divers. When, the, when our event was over, we would just play on the boards and just try and learn, learn stuff. My freshman year, I learned uh, 53-35 and 51-36. And I put that first triple twister down. My feet went apart a little bit. I probably would have scored at like six and a half, seven. I was like, where, were, where have these dives been like this whole freshman year? So my senior year, I'm like, I was working my twisters a little bit. Those are my, 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 uh, my sweets were the twisters. And, you know, I go over to Jared and I'm like, hey, um, I'm thinking about just changing twister for triple twister. First time ever competing it in, at National Meet, my last year. He's like, yeah, go for it. So I switched out my reverse twister for my triple twister. And uh, I put that down for 66 points. And I was like, yeah. But that, that came after that gainer. I don't know if you remember that gainer, Rooney. <laughs> Hey, all I heard was 66 on fr- triple turn. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yeah. 
those are some good memories. Um, that that meet, you know, that reverse two and a half, I was hanging basically so far off the board. I don't even know how I I made two and a half around. Um, and this kind of goes into your signature signature uh, question is, you know, what's something that I've learned? And you know, as a young diver, I probably would have that I probably would have tanked that meet if you know doing a reverse two and a half for twelve points my senior year. But you know whatever happened, I was just steady Eddie, kept my head in it and, uh, you know, still got top 16 and put a triple twister down for the first time for 66 points. So, you know, you just, you know, it's up and down in the diving world and you just got to stay positive and keep your head on. And that's a good lesson that I learned. Love it. Absolutely. So, uh, so I have the next question, but I just want to throw this out there. Um, just because I was telling Aaron about this a little earlier. So I am looking at the results for the junior USA meet for men's three meter. So the winner, his name was Carson Tyler from Moss Farms Diving. Yep. 11 dive score, 705.30. Oh my gosh. 705. Yeah. Do they do, they do vols? Yeah. He went 223.7 on his vols. Jeez. Disgusting. Yeah, wow. So, um, that will be, we, we will definitely cover uh, junior USA nationals in a future episode, but uh, I just like had to throw that out there and that was, blew my mind. But um, so congrats for that young man. I think he's about to go to IU actually in about two weeks. Um, so good for him. But uh, segueing to our next question, I know Joe, you and I have talked a lot about this in our you know last few months, really getting to know each other, um, just as a as a professional thing and just as a friendship. Um, you know, so I know we've talked about it a little bit, but you know, what would you describe as like your coaching philosophy, really, in terms of diving and and how you approach each athlete? Yeah, uh, I like to create a bond. Like for me, it's just real, like the connection and the relationship. I think that's huge. If you can create a connection and relationship with each one of your divers, I think that just opens the gate for every aspect of what you can provide and what they can provide for you. I had a, I had an athlete's mom come up to me and say, you know, like, thank you so much. Like you're doing a great job. Like she said, you know, they really just need to be loved. And I was like that, that hit home for me. Cause like, you you got to be personable and at the end of the day like we're all human beings and we're you know college athletic stuff and you know we just you just got to spread the love and, and be kind and so that kind of goes into it is just creating that connection and that relationship and I think you know that opens the door for academics helping them with personal life stuff and then definitely like with athletics awesome 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 love it buddy love it yeah and so I'm going to, again, segue into another thing. I'm a huge nerd. I've been waking up at 1 a.m. every single day watching the Olympics. I hate watching things back. I need to watch them live. So the only way to do that is to wake up and set alarms. And my girlfriend's not overly thrilled about it, but <laughs> I try not to disturb her. So uh, have you guys been watching any of the Olympics? I've been watching on the NBC app. You can kind of watch the highlights and that's as best as I can do. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I've been watching some, honestly, a lot of my knowledge from the meet has really just been coming from Twitter. And, uh, I've been here at junior nationals since last Sunday. So eight, nine days and been on the pool deck from 
six thirty mm-hmm. to eight o'clock. So it's been a lot of just kind of hearing through the grapevine, but I, I've done well a lot of diving up to date with it. It's been fun. It's been, I would highly encourage anybody to go to this meet, uh, even if you're not going as a coach, just to go watch it. I mean, some of the stuff I, I told Aaron this earlier, Joe, if you wanted to final in the boys 16, 18 age group, you were doing, I mean, there's a few kids that were doing some, you know, 305 C's, but for the most part, it was 305 B, 307 C, reverse triple twister, double out. Like it was, you, you do not make men's final anymore in USA diving with a tuck list and you'll, unless you're doing it for nines. It's crazy. I mean, it's diving has come a long way since I was a senior in high school. And it definitely goes to show that like the diving program, the USA program, like we're, we got some dogs, like, you know, like Hedberg, that dude's going to be insane, insane in a couple years. And yeah. then just even like with Carson and those younger guys who were, um, you know, putting up a good fight in the Olympic trials, like, like, you know, we got a strong, strong program coming up. For sure. Yeah. yeah that yeah. That's a shout out to all those club coaches. I mean, they're doing something right. They're building, building the athletes to become great. Um, and, I'm going to go a little, Heath, go ahead. I was just going to say, while we're still on that topic, like any of those club coaches, uh, John Fox from Moss Farms Diving, we're going to be reaching out to him in the next coming days. He wants to come on. Um, I cannot, if they're listening, thank you from, from the bottom of my heart, like some of these club coaches that just took the time to speak to me, it was awesome. Like I am coming back to Clarion university with a whole lot more knowledge than I had before I left Clarion to come to this meet. I'm super grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been appreciating all the phone calls of, Hey, (laughs) I just talked to this person. Hey, I just talked to this person. This is crazy. They know who my, they know my name. This is awesome. (laughs) Uh, so like I said, I'm going to go event by event of the ones yeah. that have already happened thus far in the Olympics. I took some notes on each one. I'll be pretty brief. Um, first one was Krista Palmer and Allison Gibson, three meter women's synchro. They took uh, eighth place. I didn't take a whole lot of notes because it was a rough go. Uh, yeah. Allison Gibson really seemed to struggle. Uh, it looked like Krista Palmer was diving fairly well. Um, but like I said, finished last out of eight and just left me wanting more and hoping that this trend for the USA wasn't going to continue. And it did turn around because we're about to get into some amazing diving. Yeah. Um, for the men's 10 meter synchro, this one was really, really fun. Tom Daly and Maddie Lee ended up winning. This was the craziest and best diving competition I think I've ever seen. Um, the Chinese were up by 20 at one point, And then the, the great Britain team came back. It was within two points with two dives left within one point with one dive left. It was just, it was a, a haymaker fest of the best teams in the world. And I just wrote one word. I said, unreal. It was so much fun to watch that one. I mean, and, and, you know, the, the thing about Tom Daly he hasn't won a gold medal in the Olympics yet. And so that was his first one. And there was a, a picture of him, two tears coming down his face with his mask on, on the podium. It was like, all right, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of great Britain. I'm a fan of Tom Daly. I'm a fan of diving. I think that one was a, that was a big one for, I guess, in my perspective for our sport where he finally got it done. He, he got done what everybody wants to do and he worked his butt off and it was, it was awesome. I loved watching that. Yeah. Like, Gotcha. And like uh, Maddie Lee, that was his first Olympics. 
and he, like I didn't really see much, but I mean, if you're winning gold in your first Olympics, like that dude composed, and he's like he's a sharp diver. I really like him. Yeah, I think uh, I don't I don't know you you definitely see it in our sport, but I think it goes to show you we we talk about it every single podcast, and people are probably tired of hearing about it. it goes to show you about our community, like everybody respects Tom Daly, like won a world championship, I think at like 14 years old. And it's like, he waited, I think like an additional 16 years to get what his real goal was. And I mean, he's not done. Like he still has another event coming up, but I, I just foresee, uh, we're going to see a lot of that, that photo is probably one of those great Britain photos that you'll see in like a history book one day, or like, you'll see it painted on a wall somewhere and just, just yeah. really, 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 really happy for him. That's awesome. Happy for the yeah. country, happy for and- him. And deservedly so. It, I mean, it, it got me. It's, you know, somebody, you work so hard for so long, you finally accomplish the only thing you, you've ever wanted. It's, it's really cool. So moving on, the next one was women's 10-meter synchro. And Delaney Schnell and Jessica Parado ended up taking silver. Um, this one caught me by a little surprise. Again, this was one of those that I didn't have a ton of knowledge going into. So I was just truly being a fan of the, of the event and of the sport. Uh, my notes on this one, I said, great meet, uh, China crushed everybody, but we were really happy with Lenny and uh, Jessica's performance there that just kicked off the USA. And it, it was a huge turnaround from the women's three meter synchro event, just because now it, it, it kicked out, started some momentum for our team. Um, going right to the next event, we had Capo Bianco and Hickson. They got a silver as well. Uh, insanely consistent meet for them. They didn't have a dive below 80 points. Um, it was pretty well known that the Chinese team was likely the best and likely going to win. But my notes here, I said, we kept them honest. You know, we didn't, we didn't let them run away with it. They, they were very clearly, you know, the better team and they deserved to win that one, but nothing below 80 points is nothing to sneeze at for our, uh, our American men. And um, the rest of the contest was a little bit rough. I put, I put that in the notes too. you know, China was a very clear cut number one with our guys doing an amazing job to claim that silver and earn that silver. And, and that's exactly what it was. It wasn't given to anybody and it was a fun meet to watch. The rest of it was a little bit, uh, that guy missed one. Oh, they missed one. I think there's actually a failed dive. Somebody um, did front four and a half and they were arm flapping on the end and just didn't yeah, quite have that. enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that was a bummer to see, but it happens even at the top level, people are failing dives. There was another, there was another two women that will get to um, that failed dive. So it happens. You, you catch a weird hurdle or you're off balance or whatever it might be. People fail dives. Yep. Um, okay. So the last one I have here is the women's three meter individual event prelims <laughs> went. Oh, I, this is the perfect example for both of our women that represented the United States. So in the first episode, I talked about there's two kinds of divers. There's pretty yeah. and there's power. And this is exactly spotting that and seeing it come to real life. Haley Hernandez does a tuck list. She's very pretty. She rips almost every dive she does. And she's capped a little bit on how high her score can be. But it's always a really, really amazing dive. And then Krista Palmer has crazy high degree of difficulty. Whereas if, um, if she's a little off, 
it's a struggle and it doesn't look that great. But when she's on later, you'll find out she takes home the bronze medal. Um, so prelims went fairly well. Haley actually qualified in sixth. Uh, and then Krista was kind of on the bubble. She was in 15th. Uh, and then uh, semis, a little bit more happened here. I put Pamela Ware failed her reverse three and a half twister. The one in prelims was amazing. And then I was really looking forward to watching it in semis. And she just, again, I think her, her shoulders were a little too far forward and just ended up essentially jumping off the board feet first. Couldn't have made the dive. Uh, but it was when she does it, it's really good and it's fun to watch. And that is a big dive. I think it was actually the highest DD dive in the contest for three, five. Um, another note here, Jennifer Abel from Canada. She's also doing double out. She did it for 76 and a half points in the semifinal. So that was cool. Uh, Haley Hernandez snuck in there for the final, made it by three points. And then the finals was this morning. It was the one time I was out at a, I was at a bachelor party this weekend. And so uh, I made it a point to make all these guys watch this with me. So I, nice. this was the first time I, I didn't have to set an alarm. I was already awake. And then I lost my audience after round one. They were like, wait, that wasn't <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm like, no guys, there's four more rounds. They need five rounds. And they were all like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> but nice. uh, no, Krista Palmer ended up taking bronze and it was awesome. Uh, I, I was, I was a little uh, sad to see Jennifer Abel miss a couple of dives. I think that would have been a fun battle to watch between Palmer and Abel. But um, yeah, she went out and she just claimed it. She, she did the dives she needed to do her reverse two and a half was phenomenal. She's got probably one of the best pikes I've ever seen. She does not crimp her legs. It, it's awesome. It's a thing to see. And, it makes me really, really happy that we were able to put another person on the podium. So of our, you know, we didn't send a men's synchro 10 team, but of the five events that happened, we've meddled in all, but just the, the women's three meter synchro. Yeah, so two. pretty cool. Think, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Like Haley Hernandez, she is probably the most, like even from back from her trials, like she's on, and she's always on. Like, I went back and, like, she's just so consistent. So when she gets the pike list down, I think she's going to be – she'd be pretty lethal. I love yeah. her game. I love her game face, too. She's – I was paying a lot of attention to that because she's so young, and I'm going to do the same for uh, Tyler Downs. Mm -hmm. It's just – she when she's in a competition, it seems like she's completely unflappable and she's got a game face that is amazing. You know, Krista is a little more, it looks like um, fun loving and will smile after a good dive and will kind of shrug her shoulders after a bad dive. But Haley is so stoic is a good word, but just, just, she's a gamer and she's, she always comes to play and, and it looks awesome. And she's, she rips everything. It's, it's so fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. She's just, like you said, she's just fun to watch. And, you know, she comes out of that GC diving club down there in Texas and it's like, it's not a coincidence that those kids are doing pretty darn well here at USA nationals as well. You, but you see the same things. Like they all know how to spot, they all know how to kick look reach. They all know how to put hands on things. And it's like, they teach that stuff down there. And that's where it's like, man, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and, and just kind of go from there. But it's, it's just been really enjoyable to watch and, it's been fun to see Krista Palmer do well. Cause I know she's, she's not necessarily young for, 
for a lot of the female athletes she's competing against. So I think it was really cool to see someone go from elite trampolinist, walk on it, Nevada and work her way to a medalist. And they said it was what first time since 88, we've had a springboard individual medalist for women and first individual medalist since 2000. Like that's incredible. So congratulations to her. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That just goes to show like there really isn't an age cap on when you can really, I mean, granted like being a trampolinist helps you transition, but I mean, Hey, 20 years old, like you could have a gymnastics background or, you know, whatever it may be. And you can still, you know, get Olympic bronze, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I had a pretty fun conversation with some college coaches and some other coaches as well while, while being here. And, and one of the questions I proposed, I said, Hey, maybe this is a stupid question. I said, how long would it take to turn Simone Biles into an elite diver? And they're like, it, it seemed fairly consensus uh, three years. They're like three years, like, and they're like, we would just start her on tower. Like that was it. And I'm like, that's like, that, that was pretty cool to talk about, but yeah, I mean, it's neat. It's neat to see it. It's neat to see an elite athlete. Cause that's what she was. She was, she's an elite athlete. Look at her. Like you can put her in another sport and give her five years of training. She's probably gonna be pretty darn good at whatever sport you put her in. And yeah. uh, just very cool. Love, very, very cool. I'd love to see her in Red Bull cliff diving. Yeah, I don't know if she's gonna love Red Bull cliff diving. I feel like you gotta have. I feel like you gotta have a screw loose here or there to want to do that. But that's a different. <laughs> that's a different breed. We're uh, we have we have something in the works to get some of those high divers on the uh, the podcast here soon. So uh, that's gonna that's be awesome. an exciting one. Yeah, that's gonna be an exciting one. I was um, texting you about that all week. I was like, you we we gotta we gotta keep trying here to get these people. They're amazing. Yeah, there's a couple of couple of new facilities that have gone up. It's like, oh my gosh, this is cool. This is, it, I feel like that sport is kind of on the cusp of becoming mainstream, Big. almost. Yeah, and I, I almost I I very well could see that being a more appealing general audience because of the hype. I could see like your everyday person being like, whoa. Could also see it leading to some stupid people doing some stupid stuff and getting hurt. Um, and what I might've been one of those stupid people if I was younger, but, um, you know, so just super, super excited for that. But, um, no, anything else you wanted to hit on here, Rooney for the Olympics up to this point? Uh, no, not really. I'll get on. Should I talk about, I, I suppose I'll, I'll talk right now oh, about, uh, yeah. about the just, yeah. So last night it was, it was pretty evident. This was the women's individual final, um, we got a, a question into the pod uh, just about something that Cynthia Potter, the commentator had said. And the question this person asked was, well, what was said essentially on the broadcast after Krista Palmer did her reverse two and a half pike, which was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, Cynthia Potter mentioned, you know, if she had perhaps a better, uh, reputation similar to the Chinese divers that she would have been scored a little higher. I'm paraphrasing. Those are not exact words, but essentially that's what she said. And I even noticed that before she said it. And then when she said it, it was like, wow, yep. I, I know what she's saying. I know what she's going for. And this is where it gets a little tough for me. Um, I'm going to try to control myself as best I can. It, it's frustrating when you see that. And it was in my opinion, very blatant. Um, the Chinese divers are phenomenal and they are uh, among the best in the world. And in any given competition, I do feel like they will probably make their way near the top. 
However, they, after our uh, interview with Todd Spahn, I became a little bit more aware of, of kind of what technique things that we were looking at here. And I even sent him a text message. I said, Hey man, I am really noticing a lot of crimped knees, especially for the, the Chinese woman who ended up winning. I, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's Shi Ting Mao. Um, you know, I had preferred watching her, um, her fellow countrymen, the, the Wong Han more. I'd say, I said to Todd, I said, she has a tighter pike. She's just as clean. I don't really understand why, you know, this diver's getting eight and a half and nines. And then, you know, her, her teammate is, is getting lesser scores. I actually like watching the teammates diving better. I think the pike is much better. And that is essentially what we're talking about with what happened with Krista Palmer. Um, she, I have to believe she was jumping probably the same height that the pike had zero crimp in it. It was a beautiful position and she ripped the entry. I, I jumped out of my chair when I saw the dive, I thought it was going to get, I thought it was going to get nines. I really did. And I think the scores were somewhere around seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, somewhere like that. And it, that's a great score. Don't get me wrong, but I really thought that was one of those that stood out like, Oh my word, this girl is on fire. And that was a phenomenal dive and it should be a rewarded. And frustratingly, it just wasn't um, sometimes. And I didn't think this was ever going to be a thing, especially at the Olympics, but sometimes there's, preconceived, Hey, this person's really good. They're capable of tens. And you have another person who's on the board, a different athlete, and you don't know what they're capable of. You know, maybe, maybe in the back of the mind, the judges were thinking, well, Krista Palmer is very, very good, but I don't think she's capable of nine. So they just didn't want to throw it. Um, again, all speculation there, there's nothing based on facts, but that's, that's the way that it looked. And um, I kind of just got to call it like I see it on that one. It was a little frustrating. Um, I think Krista wasn't too far out of a silver medal and had things gone a little bit better score wise, at least on that one dive, who knows, maybe, maybe she would have gotten that silver away from, from the, the second Chinese diver, but yeah, it was, it was frustrating. And sometimes that happens. I've heard of uh, judging issues happening more in age group and high school, high school, high school happens all the time. I mean, all the time, it's very unfortunate, yeah. but, it, but it does. Um, yeah. but, but I feel like we do a good job at those higher end competitions, whether it's division one, two or three nationals, these age group nationals, I would hope at the Olympics, but yeah, just a little frustrating on that one. Yeah. I, um, it's, it's a little bit, um, relatable, you know, Aaron and I both, really like the NFL I don't know if you're a big NFL guy Joe um but I always listen to some NFL scouts they say scout the player not the helmet and it almost seems like what Cynthia Potter was referring is like maybe that Chinese suit got a, an extra half point here or there and it's like well like I I understand it I disagree I think the the listener who sent that question do you know her uh, her name Aaron yeah her name is Anna Peterson so uh, thank you so much for that question, Anna, but you're exactly right. You know, they, it shouldn't matter where you're from, what color your suit is, anything like that. It should be, was this dive nines? If it was nines, let's give it nines. So, um, you know, it's, I would love to know Anna's background in diving as well, because if she knows diving or, or even more so, if she's just a, a parent or somebody interested in diving and she's able to know that, then that, that's pretty impressive. So thank you for that question. But um, speaking of questions, you kind of want to jump into our signature questions, Rooney. You ready for those, Joe? Yep. 
So, uh, yeah, well, Jordy, Jordy mentioned mine. So you go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so I actually have a couple extras that I've been thinking of lately. So, uh, we'll start with, uh, what's your favorite drill with your divers, Joe? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I like rolling lineups. So standing O threes, tuck pike, uh, reverse, um, you know, anything double bouncing just to relieve the, the stress of, you know, trying to get a good hurdle, um, get some extra height off the board. Um, and I'm really big on just drills, like a lot of uh, entry work. Um, I think I think that's something that we're lacking in. I mean, maybe even across like the, our USA diving community. Um, I just noticed that, you know, the, the entries aren't as, crisp as you know you can put on videos from back in the day and they're like literally like nothing and uh so there's a couple of drills that, that i like to work on um you know tramp o3 come out just uh you know work that you visualization of trying to spot stuff um what else my divers don't like doing those threes uh they're not fans but uh, you just got to do it. You got to get used to it. That was something that I, when I was in college, I was, uh, there might've been a couple others, but I just did it on my own. Cause I was like, well, I have no idea where I am. And my Peter was like, Hey, this is a good drill. So I just started doing it. And that's something that I've kind of uh, implemented in my, my uh, scheduling of drills and stuff. I can tell you I would have hated those drills as O3s, but I definitely now as a coach see the purpose of them and understand the significance and the importance for them. Um, so uh, what is the best advice you have either given or received? I'm going to start with uh, given. Uh, I, I don't know where I saw this or heard, but um, I came across it and I kind of told it to my diver. I was like, hey, like divers need to have a short memory and that kind of just goes, you know, across all boards, like whether it's practice, competition, even outside, like in the real world, like it's just, it kind of plays to um, like all aspects of your life. You just have to, you know, you miss a dive, you know, just it didn't never, it never happened. Move on and keep going. Um, best advice I've received is probably to be the best. You have to train with the best. And I think, you know, that goes along with coaching, you know, just get yourself in a room with people. Uh, like you say, he's like, you just want to be a fly on the wall. And the more people you can be around that have experience, I think that helps, you know, you gain more knowledge and you can get, you know, just improve yourself as a coach and a diver. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, Aaron and I've talked about this quite a bit and this podcast has really reinforced the just ask politely. You'd be shocked at where you can get in life if you just ask politely. You know, um, I was on the pool deck today coaching a young lady and and uh, I saw the Florida coach, Brian Galuli, and he was one of the first um, outside of Nunzio. He was one of the first like big time division one coaches that I, I sent him an email, said I'm going to be in the area and would he be willing to show me around? Let me sit behind him. And he opened all the doors at Florida, every door. He walked me around campus. I would you know, I said it before on this podcast. I encourage everybody if you're in the area to reach out and just be a fly on the wall. You know, if someone says no, they say no, it's not the end of the world. You're exactly where you are now then, you know, um, you know, to go to your best advice given uh, or, or, you know, received when you say, you know, have a short-term memory. Like I, I look at 
this USA meet that I'm at now and, and even college meets, you know, we've all seen it, you know, or had teammates like this. Like I can't tell you how insanely proud of the young lady that I coached. Um, I am because it zones, you know, we missed the dive and, and she just was a little tough on herself and, and, and she's just, she's a competitor. She doesn't like missing. And we all understand that we were competitors and this meet, she missed, she missed two dives over three, 10 dive lists. She missed two dives, like two out of 30. That's awesome. Like, yeah. and she, she, she handled it great. She's like, I missed it. Let's move on. I'm like, okay. And like, they were, they were good misses. Like one was reverse. She was a little back, pushed the hips out to be safe, a little short. And then one was front two and a half. She got it spinning and just let it wash long. You know, it's like, as a coach, I can live with those two misses and, and she did great. And I think that, um, I don't know if Matt O'Neill from Harvard said it on our, our uh, podcast with him, but he told me a good piece of advice. He said, you know, what's the most important dive for you as a diver? It's the next one. Cause the last one doesn't do anything. It's done. Yep. So, um, but you're right. I think that's good life advice as well. So a uh, couple more for you before we get to, uh, to anything else, but um, you know, so who do you, who would you like to hear us interview on the podcast? Yeah, I took a lot took a lot of thought into this one uh, i was trying to get a couple athletes a couple coaches in mind uh i'd like to see jack law patrick housing um and then for coaches i think i would like to see uh krista palmer's coach Jin Li Yu. i think that'd be a great great interview just to you know hear that experience and hear that story of you know from her side of like, Oh, here's Krista Palmer walking on and kind of just take you through that. And then that experience of being the first coach to, you know, coach your athlete to a medal. I think that'd be a really great interview. Um, good one. Uh, it once slipped my mind, but definitely, I, uh, I definitely think that'd be a good one. That's yeah. awesome. Though. Like those ideas. I like that for sure. That'd be sick. Um, and then my last one. So I have two for you. One is from uh, your buddy as well. So my first one is, if you couldn't have picked Grand Valley State, where would you have wanted to go to college? That's a tough one. Mm. You know, growing up in high school, I was like, oh, like Purdue, Purdue, Purdue. But like, right. obviously, that probably wasn't good enough to go there. Um, That's all right. Neither were we, Joe. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This one's got me. Where maybe Eastern, Eastern Michigan. Nice. Um, Up there with Buck. Yep. He's, he's nice. got a good, great program over there. Um, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. So uh, I, uh, here's your last question. I'm supposed to ask you who your favorite coach in your conference is that's not you. <laughs> Am I, I have to answer <laughs> um, I I guess you can like respectfully decline. I guess. Um, man, and just coming from that conference, and I just have so much respect for all those coaches. You know, they saw me as an athlete, and you know they've been very supportive of. I mean, you you go into the coaching world at when I when I joined the coaching world, I was twenty three. So I, I was a young buck in headlights, sort of speak, and. They definitely helped me out a lot, and I have so much respect for them. Um, you know, I love I love GV. I love John Luke and Steve, and you know <laughs> Kelly when before she retired, and um, you know St. Cloud. 
Kayla, she's always been super supportive. And yeah. my first conference meet, she was just like talking to one of my divers and she's like, man, like you go be confident. Like you've got a great coach. And I, it was very, not shocking, but for me, I was just like, this is my first conference meet. I'm just right off the, the seat, you know? And uh, maybe feel really good because you know she you know had confidence and believed in me. Yeah, that that's awesome. So uh, Jean Luc might be a little bit upset because he was really I think hoping you were gonna say him, but uh, but he's no, definitely I'll... he's definitely a favorite. But I <laughs> I don't want to pick favorites, but he's one of my favorites. Uh, hey, that was right. a great answer. That was a yeah, very very smart smart answer. I like that one. <laughs> very uh, political so... answer. <laughs> So we talked a little bit earlier, uh, your favorite failure, your best learning experience. You mentioned, you know, sometimes you get down and diving, but you're never out. And you had a couple of great examples where you either missed a dive and then just stayed in it and battled back. Uh, anything else you want to add to that? Um, I think for me, just as an athlete and in the coaching world, I think honing in your mindset is probably if not more important than what's going on in the in the water um because if you can control your mind you're basically 90 percent there so i think really just you know working with athletes try and get that mindset dialed in that takes away you know some mistakes uh, or you know just makes diving a little bit easier makes practice a little bit easier um and i just yeah the probably one of the things that I would you know a lesson that I've learned just from you know battling through I wasn't a very consistent diver so like for me it was just like what's going on like why like what's not dialed in so I mean to this day you know it's still just like man like what could I have done to, to you know sharpen my diving it was probably just you know working on that mindset sure yeah. absolutely um well good deal you know, so, so before you give everybody our, our social media, I definitely have to uh, say a thank you to uh, some of the coaches that I've been able to meet out here that took the time to talk to me and, and help me out. And, and I, I mean, it's been amazing, but uh, you know, there was Yahia Radman uh, now at Wisconsin, uh, Wes Matisse now at North Carolina state. I got to meet Chris Jorgensen from Northwestern. Um, Owen, I'm sorry if I do not know how to say your last name, but he coaches up there at Minnesota Diving Club or Minnesota Diving Academy. Um, Jean-Luc, I got to meet him. Awesome dude. Um, Great guy. Knows, yeah, yeah. You know, I know I'm forgetting. Uh, I met Jesse Lyman from Alabama. Like, so many coaches. Uh, I actually got to meet two, like, Clarion legends. So, uh, I finally got to meet Stephanie Sutton, and uh, she's awesome. Like, she had a girl do inward two and a half on one meter. And, like – What? Yeah, yeah, like just you know, she, just being a fly on the wall, listening to her and John Appleman talk inwards, and uh, you know, and so uh, and the other one was uh, Anthony Periello. Um, he won, I think, six national titles while at Clarion. Steph Sutton won four, and she was runner up four times. So um, you know, just just incredible. I mean, I, I again, I cannot encourage young coaches, coaches that are listening, parents to uh to go see what this meet is like it's really really great seeing what some of these kids are doing nowadays it blows my mind um i think the, the format maybe needs changed up a little and that's a that's a conversation for a different time um but it it's it's really really great to see these kids and and see them compete and it, it's intense i mean 
it's a fun meet. It's chaotic. But uh, thank you to all of those coaches that took the time to talk to me. Um, you know, Aaron got phone calls, I think, multiple times a day of me being like, hey, I forgot to tell you this. And uh, Michael Wright, that's another one, Michael Wright. Um, you know, you guys might know him as the Speedo Ninja, but he's he's got a really, really cool story. And we're hoping we can bring that to you guys here in the future. So working on some For fun sure. interviews. And uh, I know Aaron's coming out to visit here this week. And we're going to try to plan the next two to three months. Uh, for you listeners and listeners, if you have anybody you think we should interview, um, go to the social media that Aaron's about to list off and let us know who you want to hear. Yeah, before we get there, I just want to say that I'm excited to come out there. I'm coming on Thursday. It is currently oh. Sunday when we record these, so I'm pretty jacked. We're gonna we're gonna do some golfing, and I don't show up to take second place. So hopefully, we can get the W out there. And then we are also going to do some diving out there because our last podcast had over 75 listens and downloads so i'm pretty excited to go mano y mano with he we definitely got to find time to do that but yes that is uh you might want to say a special thank you to jean luc because i told him that when uh, i was getting a dinner with him and he texted his entire club to listen to that episode let's go <laughs> let's go oh hey, i love you- that you probably have a key now, right? As a coach of that pool, we could, we could go after hours. Yeah, there's video cameras. It's not like the old pool where it was a dungeon and I don't think there were any rules really. Now they actually take keep track of that stuff. See, that's what I'm used to. St. Cloud's pool is still kind of a dungeon. It's beautiful and we love it. But yeah, that's, that's but, my vibe. Uh, but, but yeah, yes. if, if anybody else is out there listening, uh, Twitter, Instagram, hit us up. We're at the diving pod. And then our Gmail is the diving pod at gmail.com. If you have any other follow-up questions for Joe here, uh, we will get those over to him. And then, yeah, like he said, if you have anybody uh, else out there that you want to hear us interview, we're all ears. We're happy to respond to questions and similar to Anna's requests on Instagram. Hopefully we can get your questions answered on air if it, you know, pertains to kind of the episode that's going on. So, yep. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, Joey. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for having me on, boys. Excited to see you at D2s this year. Yeah, me too. Hopefully, Aaron, will you be there? I I hope so. You know, I still got to go through the process of of either being selected as a judge or not. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully all things go well that way. I'm going to get Dave McCown and we're going to protest you getting on it since you gave my record away and he doesn't oh, like yeah. you and <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> but no awesome awesome so send us out rooney all right we'll until next time see you later